Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the case of John List. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a case that is probably one of the best to do for the beginning of the season. And I completely agree. It actually is so good, we have decided it's a two-parter. Right. This is the first one. Yeah, our first ever two-parter. I know. I can't believe that we're... So, you guys will get this one this week, and then next week you will get part two. The conclusion of the story. The conclusion of the story. So, no going and watching things about it. Right, right, right. Even though you probably already know the story. You You just have to listen to us. You get to listen to us and us alone. Anything going on with you, Ryan? Um, I don't think so. Nothing too special. You know, still still working. Work's yeah. been going good. Work has been going good. You've realized that you like people a little bit more than what you thought you did. I mean, yeah, only the nice ones. Admit it, you like people. I You are a people person. I'm a people person, but something that I enjoy a little bit more is the ability to be mean to the asshole people. Right. And then not feel bad. Right, you don't have to feel bad about it. Well, I mean, like, you probably shouldn't be mean to people, but it is kind of funny when you can do it in a backhanded way and they don't know you're being mean. Right. That's and kind you of, have that down pat. Yes, that, that's, that's that's my special ability. Right. For if, a talent show, that's what I would do. If that was your superpower, your superpower would be backhanded bitch talk. Yes. Right. Yes. And then make them thank me for it. And, and you'd have two double Bs on your chest. <laughs> with a bitch slap. Right, right, right. Okay, so a fun story really quick. Yesterday, you had asked me to clean out the little baby's cage, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get that done. And when I say babies, I'm talking about the sugar gliders, of course. Yes, and my Regina. Right, and so I'm cleaning it out, and they were asleep in their narwhal, which is this thing that I fill with, like, poof balls, and they sleep in it because they like to nest. Well, they were fine when I first pulled it out, but when I put it back in, it must have been like a mini earthquake for them. Because all of a sudden, they are flying out of it, going up the, like, bars, but then being like, psh, 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 psh. and then <laughs> they pop their head out, and I got a final, psh, which to me is, fuck you in their language. It probably was a fuck you. So, but then I got to cuddle with them, and they were chilling with me yesterday, so. Yes, they were. They were being precious little babies right. yesterday. Right. Typically, we don't get a lot of cuddle time, because they just don't want to cuddle, so. And then that, that's when you force the cuddles. And you force the cuddles. <laughs> you know who we probably wouldn't have to force the cuddles? And I don't like the way that sounds now. <laughs> that just sounds, okay, I'm not meaning this in a bad way, but they probably would like cuddles. I mean, we'll force the cuddles. I Well, you can. That, that sounds like a restraining order. <laughs> but you know who is? Who's that? The cuddlers. Is it our callers? Our callers. Yeah, that was a weird transition, and we're going to leave it in for the fun of it. Absolutely. We have Lauren W. Victoria W. And LaVon A. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this each and every week without you. All right, Ryan, why don't you get us started into this case? All right, so before we jump into it, Let's uh, teach some new terms we came across while researching the case information for this season. I mean, are they really new terms? They are not new terms, but I thought they were interesting. They are interesting terms. So, as you know, this season's theme is called Till Death Do Us Part. Right. And to our surprise, there's actually terms for it. 
Yes, there is. In fact, there is an official term for just about the Every killing of, of anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but no, no, it's not murder. Because obviously that's all of them. Right. But it gets very, very, very well, I specific. Said any type of murder. I didn't say just murder in general. <laughs> I was talking about any type of murder that there's a term for it. Yes, there is a term I'm for not it. Generalizing murder over here. <laughs> so why don't you tell us these types of murder? So the act of a parent killing their spouse and children is, of course, familiacide. <laughs> and then the act of killing one's wife is called uroxicide. And then on the flip side, the act of killing one's husband is called matricide. Which is not to confuse with the act of killing one's mother, which is... Oh, another matricide. I'm sorry, I thought it said matricide because I have part of the mic in front of my face. I'm sorry, there's meriticide, which is the husband being killed by the wife. Correct. And then if you are killing one's mother, and I'm sure it's father too, isn't it? Nope. Oh, it's just the mamas. Then it's matricide. So, yeah. Oh, because of matriarchy. Sure. But, yeah, just... Patricide is when you kill the dad? Patricide is killing both parents, or a child kills both parents. Oh, okay. So, in today's case, we are going to be dealing with familiacide and matricide. Okay, hang on. I need to go back to this. So, there is just no term if you kill your father? No, there is a term. I would have to look it up. Oh, okay. I just thought, what was this? They called that old English time? Like, <laughs> no, there's a when term. When you wanted to be king, you offed him real quick, and it's <laughs> called becoming king? <laughs> no, there, there's a term for killing your uncle. There's a term for killing your aunt. There's... Uncle side, aunt side. <laughs> right. A- aunt side. The new type of poison. TM, <laughs> TM. <laughs> Sorry, that was too good to not do. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, so we're going to be dealing with familiacide and matricide. Okay. So with that being said, let's head back to November 9th, 1971 to Westfield, New Jersey. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the chime machine at all times. Call us when you're dead. It cannot be held responsible for any lost limbs. So the List family lives in a beautiful 19-room mansion called the Breezy Knoll. Or what would you do with 19 rooms? I have no fucking idea. That's huge. Do you get an orphanage at that point? I <laughs> Right, right. Little Orphan Annie in room 18 and 19? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a hard knock. Okay, anyway, sorry. It's fucking huge. I've seen pictures of it. And oh, then, yeah. like, the third third level of it is, like, made into, like, a little apartment for his mom. So he, he just removed about 20, like... Not twenty. He didn't have twenty rooms. So what did he do? Like take out five rooms right there, and yeah, whatever. Mom now has <laughs> now it's a beautiful fourteen bedroom house. Right, right. With an upstairs apartment. Right, right. Yeah. No, I don't know, but I don't know. The house is ab- absolutely beautiful. Is it still standing today? It is not. Oh damn! That would have been cool to go visit. Right. So it was purchased in 1965 for fifty thousand dollars, which would be almost a half a million dollars in today's money. Jesus Christ, I don't even think you could get a 19-bedroom room for half a million today. No, not, I mean, maybe in that area, but, like, if you're looking in California, no chance in hell. Right. Considering John was the moneymaker in the family, it became overwhelming fairly fast. He was supporting his wife, three kids, and his mother, on top of paying a double mortgage on the mansion. So, that's a lot of money on one income trying to support it. Right, but well, is he... So, does he have a job that he can... Clearly, he has some kind of job that the bank was like, oh, you can support this type of mortgage. Yeah, for some reason, they were able to. He wasn't a, He was an accountant. 
Okay. Because but, at, at some point in 70 or 71, John lost his job as an accountant. Right. But, okay, so I understand that this is 1965, but if you're feeling so overwhelmed by it, and I already know that his kids are not young, like babies. No. Why would he not look at his wife and say, hey, why don't you go start selling some Tupperware or (laughs) doing, you know, different odd-end jobs to help compensate something? Because this is 65. It wasn't uncommon for a woman to go get some kind of job at this point. Like, this is becoming more normalized. Right. Well, the, yeah. It was, the house was purchased in 65. So right. things were good in 65. Right. Um, where he probably could have supported it because accountants actually made quite a bit of money. Right. My research showed they made between six and $8,000 a year. Oh, wow. Which don't seem like a lot, but it was. But it was back then. It was actually a lot. That'd be like eighty grand a year. Eighty to a hundred grand. Yeah, a year. in today's money, so it's not unrealistic. Right. But things got worse when he lost his job in seventy or seventy-one. Right. And with bills becoming too much, John took drastic measures. Yeah, he did. About a month later, with a lack of the activity in the house and the lack of kids' attendance at school, after they were only supposed to be gone for a week visiting a sick relative. The police were called to Breeznell Mansion to do a welfare check. Once they were able to get inside via an unlocked window, they discovered a horrific scene in the ballroom. The way you just said that made me think of Clue. Right. They but did can it you in talk the about you have a fucking ballroom? <laughs> right. Are you doing dances there? Like, his wife could have taught ballroom. Right, yeah. You have a whole fucking ballroom. All I'm thinking is, like, the giant ballroom from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> There was four bodies in sleeping bags and one body on the third floor hallway. The police were able to identify all the bodies fairly fast. On the third floor hallway was John List's 84-year-old mother, Elma. In the ballroom was John's 47-year-old wife, Helen, plus their three children, 16-year-old Patricia, 15-year-old John Jr., and 13-year-old Frederick, all with bullet holes in the back of their heads. That is such a selfish way to kill, like... Don't murder, but, like, also don't be a pussy about it. <laughs> and I right. feel like that's such a pussy way of doing it. it. It is. It is. Because that person doesn't even stand a chance. You just walked up and blew them in the back of the head. Right. Very cowardly, I it, guess. Yeah. The police were looking now for John. Not sure if he was another victim or a suspect. That was until they came across a letter written by John himself and addressed to the pastor of his church. It's a lengthy five-page letter, but we got the transcripts of it and want to read some sections of it to you so you can hear the mindset of John List at the time of the murders. Is his name Renwinkle? It is. Rewinkle? It is Rewinkle. Rewinkle. Okay, well, I had to read this, and so I want to make sure that I'm getting the pastor's name down right, because God knows he might still be alive. (laughs) Dear Pastor Rewinkle, I am sorry to add this additional burden to your work. I know that what has been done is wrong from all that I have been taught and that any reason that I might give will not make it right. But you are the one person that I know that will not condoning this will at least possibly understand why I felt that I had to do this. One, I wasn't earning anywhere near enough to support us. Everything I tried seemed to fall to pieces. True, we could have gone bankrupt and maybe gone on welfare. Two, 
But that brings me to my next point. Knowing the type of location that one would have to live in, plus the environment for the children, plus the effect on them knowing that we were on welfare was just more than I thought they could and should endure. I know they are willing to cut back, but this involved a lot more than that. Three, with Pat being so determined to get into acting, I was also fearful as to what that might do to her continuing to be a Christian. I am sure it wouldn't have helped. Four, also, with Helen not going to church, I knew that this would harm the children eventually in their attendance. I had continued to hope that she would begin to come to church soon, but when I mentioned that to her that Mr. Jutes wanted to pay her an elder's call, she just blew up and said she wanted her name taken off the church rolls. Again, this could have only had an adverse result for the children continuing attendance. So apparently, so this is just this is just a little section. We got more of this letter to read because, okay. like I said, it is five pages. Right. So these are his four bullet points of why he did what he did. I there just, was no money. He didn't want to be on welfare, and the the children weren't in church. Yep. And Pat wanted to be an actress or working on being an actor. And to him, I guess actors can't be involved in church or be a good Christian. I guess not. Can't love the Lord and love love Hollywood. <laughs> and Don't then, tell that to Chris Pratt. He might get real mad. <laughs> and then his wife not wanting to be involved in the church anymore. No, and uh, I just want to uh, point out, too, that because we are we going to talk more about the relationship with him and his wife? Um, We, we can later. Like, I don't, sure. Oh, okay. okay. Well, because I want to bring up the fact that his wife is like a raging alcoholic. And some of that stems from some possible abuse that she suffered in the church. And that's why she doesn't want to go to church anymore. Okay. And so he needs to maybe man up and be like, what happened? Instead of, you know, and what's causing you to drink so much? And why are you not wanting to go? Well, if, if that's the case, John... Is the type of person where church does no wrong. Right. So even if he, she did say anything, he would say she's lying. Oh, God. See, sometimes it's better just, listen, I'm not saying it's wrong to be religious. Like, have a religion. I have my faith. You have your faith. Whatever. But the moment that you start to blur these lines of, my church can do no wrong, and they are infathomable as a entity, you, ha- you are in a cult at that point. Right. Like, if you can't look at something and your leadership isn't able to come out and say, I've done this or I've done that, you have joined a cult, my my friend. Like, get out. <laughs> All right. So, let, let's continue on with the letter. Okay. So, that is the sum of it. If any one of these had been the condition, we might have pulled through, but this was just too much. At least I'm certain that all have gone to heaven now. If things had gone to on, who knows if this would be the case. See, I have so much to say to that, too. I'm sorry. So, he believes that because he's now murdered his children and his wife, that they are automatically going to heaven. Right. Since since he murdered them, he, the, he gave them a free pass to heaven. Okay, but that's not how that works. I'm, well, I'm sure that's... It's not a, if you get a blow back to the head <laughs> that you get a one-way ticket to heaven. Right. No, that's that's not remotely how it works. But again, maybe in his church, that is exactly how it works. Right, if but you get just, murdered, you go to heaven. We just need to, I need to address the fault in this doctrine that he's believing. And I know that you don't like doing that, but we need to. because well, I it, just don't want to stray. I, I understand that, but it, it very much goes to this. 
that belief system is so in wrong, so wrong that he also is believing that these children will lose their salvation because they aren't in church. It nowhere does it ever say you will lose your salvation if you aren't in church. I'm going back to good old Baptist days. Once saved, always saved. Jesus only died once. That's what I gotta say to that. I'm sorry, but I just need to call out the hypocrisy of what he's doing because the the first fucking commandment is thou shall not murder. Right. So you've already done it. Yeah. So if we're losing anybody losing salvation around here, dude, you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, continue on with the letter. Of course, mother got involved because doing what I did to the family would have been a tremendous shock to her at this age. Therefore, knowing that she is also a Christian, I felt it best that she'd be relieved of the troubles of this world that would have hit her. After it was all over, I said some prayers for them all from the hymn book. That was the least that I could do. That was the least he could do? I I feel like the least he could do is not shoot him in the back of the head. Maybe we don't. Bring your family in one by one individually and shoot them in the back of the damn head. Right, right. All right. Well, let's let's uh, continue on with this. This. Uh, oh my goodness! Confession I'm letter. Still reading his damn yep, letter. Yep. Jesus, it, this man wrote a fucking novel. It was five pages. Uh, a fucking novel. All right. Let's go. John Ramsey had less pages. <laughs> also, I'm sure many will say, "Nope, swing and a miss." I'm sorry. I thought that's where I was. Nope. Oh, you're so right. I wasn't there. All right, let's go. As for me, please let me be dropped from the congregation rolls. Yeah, I'm sure you've been done. That's done. Don't (laughs) got to worry about that. Something you don't got to ask. Right. I leave myself in the hands of God's justice and mercy. The thing that you should have done for your children, wife and mother. Stop. Stop interrupting it. sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the inside voices. I don't doubt that he is able to help us, but apparently he saw fit not to answer my prayers the way that I hoped they would be answered. This makes me think that perhaps it was for the best as far as the children's souls are concerned. I know that many will only look at the additional years that could have been lived, but if finally they were no longer Christians, what would be gained? What, what the okay. f- fuck? Right, so he's pretty much just saying, since he since he felt or believed they weren't Christians, what's the point of them living? No, what I just heard was, God didn't do it the way that I thought God should have. And this man has such a lack of faith in God that he then took justice into his own hands and murdered his family. Maybe the answer was, you don't need a $50,000 mansion. Oh my gosh. Maybe some humility was the answer. Do you want to know what's extremely funny about all this? Yeah. I'm, it's going to be a slight little spoiler hint to next week's episode, but God did provide for him. He just refused to see it. Oh, you're right. He did. You're right. And then this whole, they would no longer be Christians. How do you know, dude? You don't know what their life was going to bring. You just <laughs> decide, You are you Miss Cleo? He he knew that one of them was trying to be an actor or actress. Actress, so, and heaven, God forbid, no. no. And his wife wasn't going to church, so she's not a Christian, and that is just far beyond truth. Right. All right, are you ready for the final little bit? Oh, my goodness. Yep, I'm I'm sure I'm not, but I'm going to pretend to be. All right, let's read the last little bit of this confession letter. Okay. Also, I'm sure many will say, how could anyone do such a horrible thing? My only answer is, it isn't easy and was only done after much thought. Was it? <laughs> right. Did you really give it much thought? Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't think I don't think that was much that was not a well laid plan. He just went to child wants to become an actress, wife is drinking, 
the other two kids, we don't really, we haven't gone into what they were doing, and I hope we get into that in part two of, like, the actual murder, like, how it all takes place. No, we're going to cover that on this episode. Oh, are we? Okay. So, I don't think you thought it out, dude. He, he didn't. Sorry. But continue on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it may seem cowardly to have always shot from behind, but I didn't want any of them to know, even at the last second, that I had to do this to them. John got hurt more because he seemed to struggle longer. The rest were immediately out of pain. John didn't consciously feel anything either. Please remember in your prayers, I will need them whether or not the government does its duty as it sees fit. I am only concerned with making my peace with God, and of this I am assured because of Christ dying even for me. P.S. Mother is in the hallway in the attic, third floor. She was too heavy to move. John. I'm sorry, I felt like I had to read the P.S. like that because yeah. that felt like such a shitty thing to say. <laughs> I know. He, Mom's in the hallway. Could you go clean her up? He managed to fat shame his he own did mother. fat shame his own mom. <laughs> okay, so covering the kids more. He he blatantly said he shot them all right. in the back of the head, except for John Jr. Right. He was shot a total of 10 times because he wouldn't die. Right. The fight was strong in him. All right, so let's go into details how this happened. Yeah. So, John's, on the morning of November, whatever, 1971. Right. John's first victim was his wife. Yeah. Shot in the back of the head in the kitchen. Then she was dragged to the ballroom. Okay, I have a question, though. Why did his mom not hear this? Well, she did. Okay. So, his second victim was his mom. He went upstairs to her little apartment quarters in their super mega mansion. Okay. And just blasted her in the hallway. Okay. And thought she was too heavy to drag all the way downstairs to the first floor. Right. Which, you know, if you're on the third floor and first floor, maybe, I don't know, push her down an elevator shaft. Right. Didn't they have, like, clothes shoots? I'd imagine that they did. Okay, another question is, you have a 19-bedroom home. Where is, like, the help? Where is your help? (laughs) I'm not trying to be like that person, but where are the maids? Right. They probably couldn't afford them. That's probably why he killed everybody. Nobody (laughs) was cleaning up rooms anymore. Right. The cleaner the house, the closer to God. So, clearly, somebody... (laughs) Cleanliness is godliness, I think is what the saying used to be. Clearly, somebody wasn't being too godly. Right. There are too many dirty dishes. Right. And so, some people just had to go. That's such a fucked up thing to say. It is. It is. Not any more fucked up than what the letter was, but... Right. I stand stand my ground. (laughs) So, John's third victim is Patricia. Right. Which is his daughter. He, and she's just received, come home from school. Yes. And he managed to get her in the kitchen to have a little talk and shoots her in the head. You would think that because the ballroom is right there. It is pretty darn close. Like you enter the house and you can look. I remember like the pictures. You can look to the right and there is the ballroom. Yep. And so you would think if you were Patricia and you're coming in a ho- in the house your dad has to be waiting there right at the door. Like, he's got to be waiting right there for her to come in to distract her, to bring her into the kitchen where he's already, he's had to have cleaned up. Yep, he does do a little cleaning between each one because then the trash is like all sorts of bloody rags and right. there's a bloody mop. You know, like, he's already had to clean up his wife and because Patricia's going to instantly freak out if she sees blood somewhere. Yeah, you'd certainly think. You know, and then he has to distract his daughter to not look into the ballroom to see two dead bodies in there. 
Well, there would just be one dead body at the time. Well, one, but either way, right, right, right. You know, you you would have to distract from not seeing your dead mom in the hallway, right? Well, in the ballroom, in the hallway, <laughs> in the ballroom. For them, it was probably a fucking hallway, right, right. For one of for them, it was probably just one of the spare rooms, right. Let's see, that was the third. Then the fourth was uh, the youngest of the boys, right? Yeah, Frederick. Frederick. Yes, he came home from school and just like with Patricia. Led into the kitchen, correct? And shot in the back of the head. Then he dragged him and put him in the ballroom on one of the sleeping bags. Okay, I have to ask this, too. Is he putting him into the kitchen to shoot him there because he's realized, like, it's just an easier place to clean up? That is what I would imagine. Like, it's just a... I know that I've seen pictures of the kitchen, and the kitchen wasn't as large as what you would think a kitchen, you know, would be. Right. In a nine, it's about the size of our kitchen. It's, For it's, a 19-bedroom house, you would think it would be a very large kitchen, and it's just not. Yeah, their focus was not their kitchen. But I imagine no. it's just closer to the Maybe. cleaning accessories and everything you need to clean up a dead body. Maybe that's why he's so angry. He needed a fucking Snickers. <laughs> and then John Jr. Come, he goes to pick up John Jr. Yes, he actually because John Jr. is at a soccer game. Right, and this is where it gets a little weird because John Jr. kind of asks John List, like, is everything okay? Because John List is acting weird. Right. And, but the thing is, John List did sit through and watch him play his entire game of soccer. Right. And I read in an interview that John kind of contemplated if he wanted to kill John Jr. Yeah. Like, that was when he started to have, like, a bit of, like, not conscience, but, like, <laughs> second thought of, should I do this or not? Right. So, eventually, he brought John Jr. home and... Shoots him. Shoots him. And then there was also a misfire. But John kept fighting and fighting and fighting. Right. And he ended up getting shot 10 times. Right. So, to the naked eye, it would look more like a sign of aggression. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, That he extra hated John Jr. Right. But instead, it was that John Jr. is fighting back and not just... Dying. Dying. Or getting, I guess, the super surprise. Right, and I don't want to say, like, oh, the rest of them are worse because they didn't fight back. He just clear shot shot them in the back of the head, and it happened to be quicker. John Jr. gets shot in the back of the head, and he happens to survive his attack, and then is fighting back. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but the shots, the ten shots aren't just all to the back of his head at that point, right? Um, No, they're, like, Some towards are, like, his, in the like... chest, right? Like, the chest area? Yeah. Yeah. So... Because from, like, again, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, he is trying to crawl out of, like, crawl out, correct? He doesn't get out, right, necessarily, but, but he's he's not dying like everyone else died right And away. he's the one that they didn't get brought into the kitchen. Didn't it happen right there in the hallway, like, as they first entered? That I am not sure. Okay. It's a very good possibility. I think he is the one that wasn't brought into the kitchen, and then he is trying to, like, almost escape out of the house. Because he could have been more aware of seeing those bodies right. already, or the blood, or he didn't clean up good enough. And he's right. like, Ugh. Right. I think that John Jr. does see the bodies, and that's where things happen to go wrong, because John isn't there to distract, like, he has three other times you know right. two other times at this point yeah it's it's so it was it was just ruthless like what what john list did was a straight up ruthless killing he didn't give a shit that he had done all this and then he has the wherewithal to then write the worst fucking letter in human history <laughs> to blame everybody else including god for yeah. why he did what he just did and then uh, of course you recall to make things even worse, he lowered 
the temperature of the house to about 50 degrees to slow the decomposition process. Right, and turn the lights on yes, in the house. and turn the lights on and have the music going. So. Going to make it look like somebody was home. Right. I think we discuss it more next week, but it's, it's about a month. Yeah, because one of the lights are going to go out. Right. The police now knew the stance of John List. He wasn't a victim. He was a cold-blooded killer. So now the hunt was on. And until next week, will John List get caught? Will he get caught? Will he get found out where he is? Will there be true, true justice in the end of this? Right. And and unwrap the crazy, crazy truths behind how he could have avoided it all. Yeah. There's a lot of things that were there that he could have just God had answered his prayers and he was too stupid. Yes. that That's where we're going to leave it at. So hopefully... It's a good enough tease, mm-hmm. and and you got into the mindset of John List of through his confession letter of where he was when he killed all of his family. Right. And like we always say here on the podcast, you are in charge of your own mental health. So if you or somebody that you know is having a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts, please call 988. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials, facebook.com slash callisdead. Follow us on TikTok at callisdead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, the cat Jakars, the babies Emma and Regina, or, of course, our girls Lola and Bailey. Or email us at callisdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything in love, know there is always hope. And in case you forget, you can always call call us when when you're you're dead. dead.